Hi, I'm Allison Derrick, and you're listening to the Super Lit Podcast. The Superlit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello. Hi, Allison. Hi. How, how are we are doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks of for having course. me. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you. Um, I'm very excited about this to talk about this book today. Me too. Yeah. Um, uh, when did the book come out? Can I I actually don't remember that off the top of my head. Yeah, it no, book. it uh it pub day was April 4th. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like April 4th was a good day for books. Something else I read also came out that day, I think. I think the last book we read came out on April 4th. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. It's, it was a good day for books. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a really um, nice uh, launch day. Yeah. Did you get to do anything for the launch day? I did, yeah. Um. So I did my pre-order campaign through my local indie here in Pittsburgh, which is White mm-hmm. Whale. Mm-hmm. Um. So they had like, I think, 250 pre-orders. So I went in that morning signed like all the books mm-hmm. and then that night my wife Rachel and I had an in conversation um and signed a few more books and got to hang out with some friends and family so it was it was really nice that's so cool I love yeah. that I'm I'm glad that people are starting to be able to do things again um because I know publishing books for the past couple of years wasn't uh, as fun in terms of getting to meet like people who want to read the book or you know seeing people in person yeah um but tell me a little bit about what we're talking about today. We are talking about my solo debut. It's called Forget Me Not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's YA. Mm-hmm. And it's about two girls, Stevie and Nora, who have been mm-hmm. dating in secret in their ultra conservative town for the past two years. Mm-hmm. And they've just graduated high school and they have plans to escape to California. But before they can do that, um, Stevie is in an accident that steals every trace of Nora from her memory. When I, so when I started reading, I the scene where it happens, I was like, oh gosh. As soon as I think Stevie get like gets out of her car, I was like, oh gosh, when is it gonna happen? I really just <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not excited. I know I know something's going to come. I'm just curious when it is. Yeah. Um it was the the writing of that, I felt it was uh is it weird to say it was thrilling in that moment? I was like No, yeah, I think that's 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 uh fair i feel like yeah i was definitely going for that like i think i had a couple um maybe slight fake outs mm-hmm. yeah of, like you know is it gonna happen is it gonna happen yeah every time but, when yeah. they were walking through the woods i was like it doesn't i don't think it necessarily says okay terrible fall i just couldn't remember if it was like terrible fall or terrible terrible accident in the book sleeve and like when she was like walking through the woods, I was like, is she just going to fall into a pit? Like what's, <laughs> what happens here? <laughs> but what, uh, where was the inspiration for Stevie Nora? Where did they come from for you? I think the inspiration for Stevie was definitely just like my experience growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, and like, you know, I'm half Korean, she's half Korean and um, she's queer and I'm queer. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't know it, you know, back in high school uh, where this is set. But yeah, I, I grew up in a really small conservative town myself mm-hmm. um, as like, I think we were like one of the maybe two Asian families um, in a town of like 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to make sure, you know, I really got that into the book. And the love interest, Nora, I feel like it's probably just like who... I wanted to be when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I just thought she was so cool. She seemed really cool. I think also being able to do so much technical work is very admirable. Um, I I think just like learning how to like lay a fence properly. I don't know. I think that's like kind <laughs> of a cool thing. It's just like something you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up across the street from a farm. So I watched a lot of people doing that. Um, and, you know, being a, a farm hit when I was a kid I was like I want to live on a farm I want to work on a farm (laughs) I didn't um understand how much technical work it was yeah yeah I didn't grow up on a farm but when Mm -hmm. I was like maybe in middle school um Mm -hmm. my parents bought some land and there was a farmer that farmed that um mostly crops Mm -hmm. but I got to like go out with my dad a lot and like work on the farm like drive the big tractor and stuff Mm -hmm. that sounds Um, that that whole thing with the fence though is the one mm-hmm. thing in this book that I had to re- research. Oh, okay. Um, because yeah, I have never actually <laughs> pulled a fence before. <laughs> no. Um, and I I you know it's funny when I was a kid, our we had an old wooden fence that got replaced with like a newer. I guess it's plastic. That sounds cheap, but I I forget what it's made <laughs> out of. But we got a new fence put in, and I was just like gone during the experience. I think I was at school, and I came back, and there's just a new fence. Mm-hmm. So I never got to like see them do it. But mm-hmm. I feel like they have to like lay cement and stuff. I think so. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. I have no idea how I, fences work. I, I don't know for sure. I just had it in the book. I had the poles already there, so it was like. So you don't, don't know how to... to make a fence. Yeah, <laughs> I know how to make a half a fence. Well, I mean that's important. True. <laughs> also, I thought it was kind of funny that Nora works on like a, a cattle farm, and um, she's like, "I'm vegan now." Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would also sort of make someone want to be vegan. Um, Yeah. If I had to do that, I would fully be like, okay, I can't do this. Yeah, I would Um, agree. Yeah. It's kind of like Stevie with the meatballs throughout. It's just like if you're eating so much, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. It's funny. Like when I wrote that vegan storyline into the book, Mm -hmm. have you heard of Winona Earp? You know, it's funny. (laughs) Sophie has. I think that's like a it's a TV show, right? Mm hmm. I feel like okay. it's a TV show that she has been like, Brennan, you have to watch this. She'll appear at some point, so I'll have to say <laughs> okay. it. But um, please tell me what you're going to say. Yeah. Um, well, when I started writing this book, I was obsessed with that show. Mm-hmm. And there's this girl in it who the actress I was just like really into. Mm-hmm. And she was vegan. And I was like, and and I had like in the book that mm-hmm. Nora was super into Winona Herb. And then I like sent in the first draft and my editor got back to me and was like, um, my, the first book I wrote with my wife, Rachel, she mm-hmm. gets the girl. Um, there's like a whole thing with my Nona Earp in that, in that book. And she was like, you know, like maybe just chill a little bit, like pick something else. And so, uh, I ended up dropping the Winona Earp, but I did keep the vegan stuff and I'm glad it, I mean, it made up a lot of story in the book. Yeah. So. It was also like kind of a funny storyline where it's, uh, I think people that young that maybe haven't 
maybe experience like vegan food. I Sophie makes vegan food all the time and it looks so completely normal. Mm -hmm. I think when you like when you're a kid, you think of it, it's just like shapeless, unreal <laughs> food. Um, yeah. And I think that's what Stevie was experiencing when they like eat together, I think for the first time. And like mm -hmm. Nora pulls out food and it's like, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not. Yeah. Hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like that no, was definitely me food. growing up. Yeah. Stevie's friends. I feel like we all have that experience in high school where like maybe we're around people and then as they grow, like people grow apart, it's very normal. Um, Stevie's friends who I think my brain is just choosing to forget them because I don't like them. Um, Savannah and Rory. Yes. Was that, mm -hmm. was that, um, like hard to write the experiences that Stevie was like experiencing in the book, like them kind of turning like a blind eye to the way that Jake was behaving. Not really. I think honestly, like my biggest worry was mm -hmm. that like, I just didn't want to like overdo it, like make mm -hmm. it super dramatic. It kind of got like more dramatic as I went through my, my drafts. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, it started out much more subtle and then, you know, it just wasn't really making sense with like, like there needed to be some sort of like big moment where, um, you know, Stevie like puts her foot down and like ends yeah. this relationship with these people um, just for like the book to for that storyline to make sense. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I don't think it was hard. And like, you know, I, just where I grew up, like I didn't have like a ton of instances of like straight up racism. But, you know, mm -hmm. there's always like kids saying stuff and. Yeah, you know, just uh, and I've certainly talked a lot about it with like my brothers who grew up in the same situation, and mm -hmm. so I feel like I had a lot of um, like material to pull from. Yeah, I think, uh, and it's obviously not the same thing. Um, when I was younger, I was the only out per like out person in my family. I would say as an adult, my older brother is also out now. Um, it would have been great if he had come out first, so I had someone oh else gosh. to talk to about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. That's nice yeah. to have now, though. That's like really exactly. Cool. So, like when something silly happens, we just kind of look at e look at each other, and it's like. <laughs> but I can imagine in especially in this situation where um you know Stevie and Ryan find each other, and um I really appreciated their relationship and their friendship, um and I guess how like genuinely they speak to each other after a certain point too. Um, where was there like a specific person that like inspired um ryan to be introduced into the book or i think ryan is like the friend i would have loved to have growing up yeah um i think like you know even more than like having a gay friend in high school mm -hmm. um i would have i could have really uh needed uh you know like just like an asian friend like someone else my age mm -hmm. um who was like experiencing the same thing as me because you know, like I, I have two older brothers, but mm -hmm. um, they were all they always felt like, you know, older. And um, yeah, I just never really had anybody to connect with when it came to like my Asianness until, mm -hmm. you know, I got to college. Yeah. Hello, Hi. Sophie. Hi. <laughs> um, we were just talking about Ryan um, and mm -hmm. we had previously been speaking about I, I I'm always afraid I'm going to pronounce this TV show incorrectly. Winona Earp. Oh, is that I feel like that's something that you really liked. Is that true? Did I make that up? Me? Yeah. Were you a fan of um, Winona Earp? Did I've, I think I've actually up? never watched it. It is a um, yeah. just like 
void in my uh, gay television knowledge, but I have some mm-hmm. friends who love it. They go to like Herb Fest or the con that they used to have. Or oh, I don't yeah, know if they yeah. still have it. I think they do. Or they're coming back at least post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But yeah, I have some friends that really love it. <laughs> Is it a very queer TV show and I'm just unaware of it? Um... I think it is. I think it's a. I think yeah, it's I'd like so. gay enough, and then the fans are like, "No, it's we're we're going to make it even gayer." Actually, <laughs> yeah, it's it's gotten progressively gayer as the seasons went oh, on. Okay. It's over now, but amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they start. They dip their foot in it first, and they were like, "Let's see, if we could test the waters." And oh, people like this. <laughs> <laughs> people want gay things. <laughs> Shocking. Sophie, did you have any notes that you wanted to talk about? We spoke about the inspiration for Stevie and Nora, and we mm-hmm. brought up Ryan a little bit. Um, I brought up my least favorite boy ever, uh, Jake. Um, oh. <laughs> also, I just I asked Sophie this while we were reading. I said, "Was Pennsylvania part of the like the South during uh, the Confederate War? Because people in Pennsylvania <laughs> act like they're from the South." You're in, like in a negative connotation. Uh, <laughs> derogatory. Yeah, derogatory. Um, oh, spirit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. They just, yeah. they I, just I did really... mean to look this up and then I fully dropped the ball. Is why is that a real town or is that no, it's not. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love the name of the town. I love the name Wyatt. I think I that's a cool Wyatt. town name. It sounds inviting. <laughs> it's not. Um, but I for what I was like from the ages of three to 13, I lived in Western PA, like North of Pittsburgh, like an hour North of Pittsburgh. So I was like, a, when they went to Pittsburgh, I was like, okay, so are they like in the same kind Wait, of area? Yeah. Where I did you, in? where did you live? I lived in Clarion County, which is. Uh, what town? Uh, Clarion. Okay. Um, I, I do know. Yeah. I feel like okay. I definitely know Clarion. Like we definitely played them in sports, but <laughs> it's also like, for some reason, I have like no idea exactly where it is. I grew That's... up in Greenville. Oh, but okay. you were pretty young when so. Yeah, yeah not too far. <laughs> but I definitely as soon as I like kind of figured out the space that they were in a PA, I was like, yeah, I ex- get the exact vibe of this town a hundred percent. Like I my one of my older like sibling definitely had a rougher time because I was young and I was like. I don't know. I'm probably just like a regular, like a uh, straight child, I assume. And then I went to New Jersey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you met but, me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, actually, pretty yeah. soon, the two happened pretty soon after. But um, I, yeah, I can't imagine it was really, it was like bad. I don't think I really like realized it until I was a lot older because I definitely had my parents like, be really discouraged by the people in the town and just like well they're nice to me so like I don't understand the problem and then my Mm. parents are dealing with like the more political and just like that kind of stuff so I really as soon as the established where we were in the book I was like yeah I really you guys got to get out of there as soon as possible (laughs) please (laughs) Please, I'll drive you do you need a ride please run to California like walk to California even to New Jersey Philly anywhere else don't go to Ohio but like you know go somewhere else (laughs) somewhere else that's adjacent if you could pick uh like a for Stevie to study like what would her major have been oh I feel like this is like such a cop out because it's what I studied but honestly 
probably English writing just because like mm -hmm. I don't know I just feel like she, she'd really like it um <laughs> yeah I feel like she's not big in the school which so I'm gonna just throw out all the sciences or like engineering or anything yeah. like that <laughs> um I think she'd meet some really uh, like-minded people in the mm -hmm. English department yeah. much like mm -hmm. I did the English department is a good place for, uh, I think, most queer people to exist. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I met my wife in my English class, so. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, so you guys wrote your first book together too, right? Mm -hmm. That's so uh, yeah, cute. Yeah, 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 it was a lot of fun. I'll have to talk to you about <laughs> She Gets the Girl after this because I'm curious. <laughs> and then... I think the thing, one of the things that stood out to me, um, so obviously Stevie at this point, I want to say from like, is it like chapter two or three onward that she is suffering from the amnesia, I would say? Yeah, I think maybe four. Mm -hmm. When um, she goes to the the, <laughs> the county fair <laughs> and the, the cow thing. Um, yeah. I'm not kidding. I was like, oh yeah, let's save the cow. The cow can the cow can stay. The cow's great. That is exactly a thing I would do. Yes. <laughs> I had like no when I was writing that, it just it kind of felt like I was going off the rails. It was like, are people like, is anybody gonna like think this is funny at all? Or is this just gonna be really weird? I thought um, it was really cute. Okay, good. She was like, absolutely, we're saving this cow. Oh yeah. Okay. I if I, I was her and I had gotten to the shop and they were like here's your cow and it's just in as they serve it yeah. here and like butcher bags I think I would just collapse would on the floor finish. yeah you would evaporate <laughs> like, no I wanted to save it I remember like going to the fair as a kid with my friends and like that exact thing happening like they had like a really cute cow there and they were like raffling it off it's like how is this happening <laughs> how is this a thing <laughs> Yeah, what I imagined I'm... happening is that um, Nora's mom getting mad because she's like, we cannot afford to take care of this extra cow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's like, that's what was going to happen. I was like, oh, no, we're going to incur the wrath of um, Nora's mom. And it's just going to be like very awkward. <laughs> we're but what happened was worse. With a cow somehow. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to ride the cow to California. Uh -huh. That's like sort of happened to me, my friend our mutual friend uh joy her grandparents live next to like a chicken farm and i feel like i remember them describing once like oh yeah they like every once in a while like a big school bus will drive by it's just like filled with baby chicks and oh. my friend just like looked at me and she was like it's not what you think it is i was like i'm picturing baby chickens with like little backpacks on their way to school like ready to go she's like don't even she's like that's what's happening that's 100 percent what's happening and don't think anything else like, oh my gosh but it was like i had the same moment i was like the chickens are fine right they're fine. the chickens are thriving they're on their way to right. learn their arithmetic you know they're getting their english degrees as we speak yes <laughs> was there I mean, I feel like I felt the same way about California in high school as well. Was there a specific reason why you picked California? Or is it just because California is kind of um, attached to gay Mecca, which is San Francisco in my brain? <laughs> yeah. You know, at the so I was obsessed with California in high school. Um, mm -hmm. L.A. I really wanted to go to L.A. And I had never been there. And it wasn't even like a gay thing because like, I don't even think I knew I was gay when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you know what it was? I just remembered. I was really into like 
Hollywood. I don't know. Like I had this thing in my brain that I could be like an actress, but I'm like the farthest thing from an actress that there is. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that, and also since then I have, uh, you know, I've been to LA and uh, it's not, you know, I'm good here. I'm good half an hour north of Pittsburgh. (laughs) I think I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm going to be a famous actor. Like, that's oh it. God. I'm going to be, you know, me and Brendan Fraser are going to be friends. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. We can only hope that my dream of meeting Brendan Fraser and going, Brendan, um, one day happens. <laughs> I hope that happens for you. I would love okay. that. I, mean, I love I meeting know. people with my name. <laughs> Sophie, did you have any notes that you wanted to talk about? Well, the one thing I did write down because I didn't want to forget was I think... This might be one of the first times where I've read a book that has this sort of um, plot line with like memory loss that Mm. is more so from the perspective of the person who has the lost memories. I feel like a Mm. lot of the time um, you're Mm. reading it from the perspective of someone else who's like, I need you to remember these things. And it's like, it's definitely, uh, I felt like it's a little bit more, I don't, not frustrating, but like. I can't think of the exact word, but it just like, I thought it was really interesting that we were kind of like stuck in that perspective. Yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought about, you know, I don't know that I've ever read another like memory loss story, even though I know there are like thousands, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I remember um, when I turned in my first draft I didn't have like any POV from Nora, um, like mm-hmm. the letters. And mm-hmm. my editor came back and was like, this would actually be really good as like a dual POV story, but I know that's a lot of work. Um, <laughs> so like maybe there's something else you could do. And so I ended up um, adding in the letters, but yeah, it was also like an interesting balance of um, making sure there was more to the story that the reader mm-hmm. didn't know. Like, uh, you know, like finding out that Stevie had come out to her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So just like something new for Stevie to discover that like we also get to discover and we aren't just like waiting for her to like know what we know. Mm-hmm. The yeah. tension that that created too was really interesting mm-hmm. because you once you, I think like midway through the book, maybe see that something is like being hidden. It's kind of like, okay, so how like, like what well first of all yeah what is being hidden from her but also like how like distressing is it because like it could be just like a small thing that Nora was just like I don't want to tell you because it's like a little upsetting or it could be like earth shattering yeah um so it definitely and I think the inclusion of the letters too was like really great I think that might have been some of my favorite little parts of the book because it just felt like a little reassuring to kind of be like okay so like there's like some kind of like outlet for her to to write down these feelings I can't imagine the experience of seeing someone who you've had a relationship with for two years and just like blank like Mm. nothing like they don't even know who you are yeah yeah I think mostly for the like I watched um Jane the Virgin and also Ugly Betty and I feel like that's a thing that happens in both of those and it's usually like my experience with that is in a like a tv show and I feel like it's usually in like a telenovela it's just like a Mm -hmm. you know like a a means to an end if you will um but I've never read it in a book where I feel like 
for me, I was like, oh my God, like, please just tell her Nora. But also I know you can't <laughs> yeah, um, because it's like very direct, like having to tell someone that they've like their, their sexuality is to, like, it's just like a very, like, I can't imagine having to do that. Right. Um, And at, having like forgotten someone, like being forgotten, like that's so heartbreaking. And I, I agree with Sophie. One of my favorite things in the book was when like you get to the end of the chapter and there's a letter from Nora. Mm. And the like, I feel like when I would get to the chapters without them, it was like, no, I want a letter for Nora. <laughs> Where's Nora? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's she's working the farm. She's putting in fences. But I feel like usually in like the TV shows, like the the amnesia gets worked out. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I feel like that's like not realistic. Usually mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this just felt like a like a like I said before, like a means to an end to move a story along. And this, I was like, oh, I, like I'm, I'm curious. Like I, the whole time I was like, I wonder mm-hmm. if it's going to be like a thing where she, like she sees a mug and that's like the thing that like brings everything back. Right. Um, But I, I liked uh, in this, it, it felt more realistic in a way that didn't feel like it was a, t- a telenovela story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I really, I really wanted to keep it that way and not have it like a her remembering thing and I feel like there is one like little magical element. Oh, like when she tells Nora, I think it's when she tells Nora that she loves her. And then she mm-hmm. was like, um, you know, I don't know how, but like, I don't think I ever really stopped loving you. Yeah. My just heart. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Did, was there ever a point, I don't know if you can answer this, but there's ever a point in your writing process where you had stevie kind of remember her sexuality or was that always kind of like a crux because that's like even more so like not remembering um like the people or like kind of just like events that happen but just like such a like integral part of her being as like you literally like you go through that whole process of like kind of discovering yourself and being comfortable and then just kind of be reset as zero mm-hmm. is really like intense yeah yeah um no, I always wanted it to be like that. And I wanted that like super dramatic moment of her like, you know, finding the uh, the photo of them kissing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was like tricky though to like, to figure out how to do all that and like to have Nora not tell her because like, you know, how could you not tell the person you're in love with that, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, but yeah. I feel like it requires an immense amount of strength to be like, okay, I know that this could be like very jarring or harmful to the person. So I have to like hold my tongue and see if they figure this out themselves. Or if, Mm -hmm. if I maybe just keep like placing myself in situations where like, we'll be near each other or like, maybe I'm just friendly and they're like, oh, we're friends. Like, this is fine. I'll just talk to you. Um, Like they run into each other at the fair. Yeah. And then like deep down, Nora just like hoping maybe that like, mm-hmm. you know, everything will come back to her if she just kind of like holds out for a little longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, unrequited love that you've already had. <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah, that's, uh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I think it worked really well, though, that mm-hmm. you kind of got the sense that like Stevie didn't know really why she was drawn to Nora, but like immediately was like, I'm comfortable with this person that I've like never met in quote unquote never met um and like just like feeling just immediately like drawn to her really was I think that makes sense because I think like obviously like 
if you really are in like an intimate relationship with a person, you love them, then it's not just like the memory of them, I guess, that is really trying to do the, especially the, because they had such like, uh, they had to hide everything. So it was, everything was just really like, kind of like their own. I just, I was really, I think it was really beautifully done that the way that they like were already drawn to each other, even though they didn't quote unquote, didn't know who each other were really. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also, especially in this book, it was nice to see like two queer people who like made a safe space for themselves. They found a spot that was like, okay, no one's going to come over here. So like we can exist in this little bubble and we feel safe here. Um, mm-hmm. And every time they were like existing together in that realm, I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? Please don't punish them. <laughs> um, because I was just like, okay, I'm getting, I was like maybe, on, I think it's like maybe 200 pages in. I was like, okay, like this would be i would feel like the realm that like maybe this is where like someone likes the the i'm forgetting the amish gentleman's name they described him as that um albert albert yes Mm -hmm. i was george yeah well i was like please don't let it be albert i just can't do this (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah but it it was nice to see like it especially for you know i'm a person that loves polaroids myself um i do love that they were like okay we're going to have polaroids because they're safer for us um Mm -hmm. and that feels so i don't know like genuine um just like having a little photograph that you can like look back at um i think i have in my wallet like a photo selfie and i in ireland it's just like i i just think that uh polaroids i feel like are something that are so like intimate too Mm -hmm. um and i love that nora without or stevie without realizing when uh Nora brings up like Polaroids, the little like photos. She's like, "Oh, I love those." And it's like, <laughs> but you don't, you don't know just yet, yeah, how yeah. much you do love them. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. It was like a nice little like um, foreshadowing of like uh something Stevie was gonna find that we got at the beginning of the book too. I always wanted when I was a kid because I would see it in like TV or in a book, like a little secret vent I can like put something into. And I still think about it now. Um, I just, I love when people have that in like TV shows, movies, books. Yeah, um, yeah, me kind of, too. It's kind of like my favorite thing. I always wished I could do that. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. not slick enough though. No. <laughs> no. Oh, the, I dreamed to have like Lane's room from Gilmore Girls. She, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but she has like a very strict mother and the whole thing is she's like constantly trying to hide all of the like, uh, degenerate rock and roll music and stuff she listens to and she literally like lifts the floorboards up in her room and has like categorized cds and then like there's a different floorboard that has like records in it and then like all of her like cool stuff she really likes is like in her closet and her room is just like cream colored sheets no personality nothing and there's like a disco ball in her closet she has like this little nook it's like it's so good it's like quintessential like this is a cool teen yeah. like a thing it's yeah awesome. like, having those little secret spots i i didn't have anything like cool to put in a little secret spot <laughs> even if i had one i feel like i probably didn't i had like no reason to hide anything um i also came out like pretty young so i feel like i've mm-hmm. always just been kind of very open with my parents about things mm-hmm. um and i feel like i probably didn't have a reason to like need to like lift up a floorboard um <laughs> but like as an adult, I'm like, hmm, maybe I can like hide something behind a painting. But like, what would it be? <laughs> like a secret door. My laundry. Like it's just perhaps. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't move this painting. My laundry's behind it. Um, I think also, so 
in the book, Stevie, like her, like realizing that there was like a dis, like when she starts to get better after she leaves the hospital, she realizes that there's like a distance between her and her parents, especially like her dad. But I think mm-hmm. more so like she's missing the relationship that she had with her mom. I feel like that was like really difficult because I was like, oh, I wonder for me, I was like, I wonder like, does she know about something or is it just like teenagers being teenagers? Like they mm-hmm. get this from their parents. Was there any sort of time when you were writing it that you wanted to like change that or like have it um, be a little bit different? Yeah, um, actually, that is one thing I changed quite a bit um, mm-hmm. from the first draft to the finished draft. I was, I think originally it was just like a lot simpler. Well, first drafts are always a lot simpler. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just that Stevie was drifting apart from her mom. I think mm-hmm. the same thing that was in the beginning, like that we know, um, because, you know, oh, wait, maybe it is different. <laughs> but um, that Stevie's drifting apart from her mom because she knows you know, she's going to be leaving soon. And like, she was trying to make it easier on them uh, when she did mm. leave. And then, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't, well, first of all, wasn't a good enough reason for her. Like there was no good reason for her not to come out to her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't really like believable. So I actually added in all the Catholic stuff mm-hmm. and the fact that she had originally come out to her mom before. Mm. And that, that I mean yeah the Catholic really the relationship with the mom ended up being like a huge part of the book and yeah it probably wouldn't have been like had I not added that stuff in from my original draft Mm -hmm. yeah the relationship seems really complex especially when the mom's like oh my god I finally got to do the spaghetti meatball dinner and it's like oh how come this person's been doing it for 45 years (laughs) um and it's like oh because her daughter had an abortion and everyone shamed the person mm. not involved in it. That's great. Um, <laughs> I like that even though that uh, Stevie is suffering from amnesia, she's like, that's not, you sh- You guys shamed her? Wait a minute. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> um, and it's like, I I kind of like that whenever her parents did something, she was like, what are you talking about? We don't talk <laughs> about people like that. We're supposed to be nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he- even suffering from, so I can only imagine how she was pre-amnesia yeah (laughs) a little spicier perhaps yeah oh yeah for sure turn to the page the one page it's probably because i have the had this bookmarked but Mm. um when uh savannah uh picks up stevie i think it's at her house um but (laughs) it just felt like quintessential teenage girls talking to each other hey bitch savannah greets me as jake turns around to look at me i don't know what it was but like i i did giggle a little bit i was like yes this is how teenagers talk to each other <laughs> what's up bitch um it's true it, it i i feel like that is absolutely um i'm i'm sure i've greeted you like that sophie mm-hmm. um it just it felt very like the quintessential of the time i felt like the the way that the characters were written were very much like Teenagers on the verge of, you know, being put out into the world as like, mm. adults, if you will, um, especially the relationship between the three girls. I spoke to you about that earlier. But I feel, I'm... Like, um, I feel like the older I get, the more nervous I get that, like, I don't know how to write, like, you know, 18 year old. So that's, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Well, it's I think that's the thing. Like, I think as soon as you hit like a certain age, you're like, wait, 
do I know how to interact with teenagers? <laughs> or, <laughs> it, it, or is it going to no. come across as like, hello, fellow teenager? Um, <laughs> exactly. I think that's like the hardest thing about writing a YA novel is not inserting too much of how you interact as an adult mm-hmm. in it. Because especially like when someone's like music taste comes up, I'm like, okay, the 1977 or whatever they're called, that band, it's see exactly. Um, I, the 1975, is that them? Is that uh-huh. the band name? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it, when you're inserting certain things like that, is that like a believable band that a, mm-hmm. a, a teenager would be listening to? <laughs> yeah. Um, or if you put in Kylie Minogue, are you aging yourself very much? Yeah, I've definitely been called out on both my books in like Goodreads, Goodreads reviews as like being a millennial author. No. So, yeah. It clocked you. But, oh no. Yeah. Now do what does best. that mean? What does that yeah, exactly I, mean? I don't know. I <laughs> yeah. I think like when you put any sort of like pop culture anything in, mm-hmm. like it better be like dead on because Sophie. Yeah. Gonna get called <laughs> out. <laughs> this yeah. is a pet peeve I have that I talk about a lot on the podcast. There's some pop culture stuff that's like timeless or it had like a big moment. And so it kind of feels like yeah, any time, like if someone said like, I don't, I don't know, like Sex in the City is like mm-hmm. a very definitive time, but it's also kind of like a show that people are constantly revisiting and it really like, it doesn't feel dated, mm-hmm. but like, I'm just, now I can't think of like a show, but like. I feel like Reno 911, if you brought that, like a teenager brought that up, I'm like, okay, yeah. are you watching it because it's fun? It is funny or you're watching it because the author who dreamt you up is a person like me in their like mid thirties that mm-hmm. um, watched that when they were young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like you could say like, yeah, like I think Kylie Minogue is relatively, especially in the gay community, timeless. She's but timeless. if you're like this one specific Katy Perry song, that's from like her second album, like the one <laughs> yeah. that no one really revisits. It's like, okay, so this book was written in 2010, like, or drafted. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I definitely, is, yeah. It's definitely a choice when like a writer puts in like the title of a song from like a pop culture <laughs> musician of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you it's can like, clock them. Like certain, I think certain books that have come out, I feel like I'm like, isn't this exactly a Billie Eilish song? Do we, is this, is this a thing? Um, I feel like I didn't really like feel that in this book. I didn't feel no. like there yeah. were any pop culture references that I clocked that I was like, Oh, this specifically, I always think of Sophie when I uh, see them. I'm like, I don't think this specifically makes it sound like this This book came out in 2022 or 2023, um, mm-hmm. if you were to read it like 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think there's anything in here that is like Dua Lipa is mentioned or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I might have mentioned Phoebe Bridgers. You did? did I? I think, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. But I feel like that that's going to be in there for a while. I feel like I that's yeah. the kids. I think. It would maybe, I think it would maybe narrow it down to like kind of this time frame nebulously, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. think it like really pins a date onto it. Cause I think also mm-hmm. it, that's, uh, I think that's starting to be one of those things where it's like, do you listen to Phoebe Bridgers? And you're like trying <laughs> to secretly to ask. So, yeah, exactly. Like that. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Are you, are, so, uh, Cher is too on the nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cher is too on the nose. Kylie's a little too on the nose too. But yeah. yeah. Um, sorry miss minogue love you um the thing that i was thinking about um that stressed me out a little was because my i am um 
I was a big nerd in high school and a lot of college. I was like, is Stevie going to go to college? Shut up. Is Stevie going <laughs> to go to college and like not have like taken calculus one in high school, but like she's her memory's gone. So like, does she have to retake her math class? And like, I know you already kind of said that she's probably not very academically like driven too strongly but I was like immediately like panicking mm-hmm. I was like oh no <laughs> the last two years of high school those are kind of important yeah. you know what I didn't put any of this in because like I just I don't know I didn't want to but <laughs> with with retrograde amnesia apparently um like you do forget memories but you don't forget like things you learned like at school oh. or like how to drive a car or like play an instrument so okay. So it's literally yeah. like I feel so much better now. <laughs> I, like, I can't. Why imagine. are those the things that you don't? For- <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Excellent question. Out but of just all like the things. knowing how None to do something. Like knowing how to like play the guitar, but like not remembering ever learning. Like I don't, I don't get that. But apparently, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Who figured that out? I mean, I guess you did visit it a little in the book with the driving where. Mm. Like everyone was like really concerned, and she's like, "Now I'm got it. I can drive. I know yeah. how to drive." Technically, um, I just learned how to drive. But yeah. that feels yeah. more like a like a muscle memory sort of thing. Maybe it's yeah. not. I don't know. Yeah, like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so, um, that's also. Good to know. <laughs> um, I know this isn't exactly what we're just talking about. I I haven't taken the the like the book jacket off yet um, until just this moment. Um, and a the book jacket is beautiful the artist who did this did an astounding job when I opened the mm-hmm. book the box that the book came in I was like <laughs> um because it's it's just very graphic I love the way it's illustrated um but I just took it off and it's red foil yeah I know I didn't know they were gonna do that until I just saw like some like book reviewer posted it on Instagram I was like that's under the cover. She's like, yeah. It should She's be like, on the cool. cover. I mean, it's on the cover, but like, this is no, so beautiful. It's sick. Yeah, it is. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, the uh, artist that did this, her name's Eugenia Zolata, and she's Ukrainian, and mm. she's like this really cool cut paper artist. Um, mm. so she yes. like did this like. I I was trying to figure out like what it was. I was like, I know there's a word for it, but it looks mm -hmm. like it's been like finally like um, sliced out of like a foil. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's exactly what it was. That makes yeah. yeah. I would look like this looks like a tattoo as well, honestly. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sick. That's, um, I have um, a friend who I went to college with and she did a lot of ceramic art, but she was Ukrainian and she did like very, very intricate, like fine detailed illustrations. Um, I think her like final thesis was like, um, I can't remember the name for them, but like the porcelain eggs that have like the like intricate designs on them. Mm-hmm. So now that you've mentioned that, it really does like feel reminiscent of that kind of, yeah, it's just the cover is beautiful. Did you did you get to pick like what the the cover was going to look like or like were there designs that were shown to you and you were like this one? Um they showed me I don't I don't I would say I don't really have a lot to say. They showed mm-hmm. me the sketch of what she was going to do. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Cool, that sounds really sick." Um <laughs> and then once it was like done and they had it in like digital form, mm-hmm. they kind of put together like two different um covers. One was like blue it was like dark blue and light blue and white. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. other one looked kind of like this. Um, 
And yeah, I like this one. And and then like I found out it was going to be like gold foil um, because, you know, when I saw it, it was like the color gold kind of. But like mm -hmm. I didn't really know. Um, and yeah, so I'm glad I didn't go with the blue. I almost went with the blue one. I'm not going to lie. Well, I feel um, like this is like so different than a lot of YA books that I see because a, there's so much white in it, but also mm -hmm. the red is so graphic and the gold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this is beautiful. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Mm. Sophie, do, do you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I think I, yeah, I covered my, I was stressed about the schoolwork, but you know, we got that all the time. Um, As a person ever... who had to take remedial math in college, <laughs> um, it is the worst. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, would you ever revisit these characters? And like, do you have like sequels or anything planned like that? Or I do not. I think this is it for Stevie and Nora. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they deserve some time off. They yeah, I think time off. Yeah, we left them in a good place. We'll just yeah. let them live. That's true. It ended really lovely, and I think it was like a nice moment and mm -hmm. stuff. So, but there's stuff like there's always room for for more. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. <laughs> but also, you don't want to like force it. I feel like yeah. a lot of times there's pressure probably on authors to continue with similar character, the same characters mm. instead of just kind of going into something new. Mm -hmm. So I like that you're like, no, I'm, I'm good. We're done. We're going to let good. them be they're at peace now. They're good. Yeah. 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 They're thriving in California. They're thriving <laughs> in California. Since you're with us, what, um, what is uh, your, your other book about? She gets the girl that I'm just, I'm curious because it was mentioned to me. Yeah, um, she gets the girl is about. It's also YA. It's a rom com. Mm -hmm. um, Sophie, <laughs> favorite. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about. Let me see if I can still do this. Uh, two girls mm -hmm. who are super different. Um, Alex Blackwood, who my wife wrote. Uh, it's dual POV. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So my wife wrote for Alex, and I wrote for Molly, and they are both incoming freshmen at Pitt. Mm -hmm. and they really butt heads at first um and then they end up teaming up to help each other get the perspective girls of their dreams and they end up falling in love with each other wow. along the way that's so cute yeah that it kind of has we're shooting for like sort of 90s rom-com vibes um and just like good Favorite. vibes like happy like no homophobia mm -hmm. or anything like that mm -hmm. um yeah I, so Sophie cute. has been introducing me to a lot of 90s rom-com <laughs> because for some reason I didn't watch movies um, as oh, a child. They're my favorite. Except for the Pokemon movie, I think. Uh, so <laughs> someone will be like, did you watch this? I'm like, when Harry met who? Um, <laughs> so Sophie has been, I, I feel like there's a list on our Netflix of things that I haven't watched before. What did we watch yeah. recently that we were like, oh, you haven't seen this? Let's just watch, oh, The Emperor's New Group. We watched not a rom-com. <laughs> not a rom-com, <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> Um, I think Kronk is in love with his employer. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I truly, I haven't seen. I don't know what it is. But the last author we spoke to, they were like, "You haven't seen the Emperor's New Groove." I was like, "No." And then we watched it like two days later because it just happened <laughs> to pop up. But um, is there? Do you have like a favorite '90s rom-com movie that you could suggest to me? Um, I don't think this was made in the, no this is definitely not from the 90s but it's the only one i keep thinking about mm -hmm. have you seen mm -hmm. um i'm sure you've seen it uh how to lose a guy in 10 days 
Did we? We Did recently we watch watched that. that. Recently? We recently watched it because he had never Did you seen like it, it before. I, wait, is that which? It's Kate Hudson to Matthew McConaughey. No, didn't we watch recently the one with Cameron Diaz? Um, which is I just named all of them. Um, <laughs> all of them. What is the one with uh, Cameron Diaz and the woman who was in Hellboy? And Samantha, who? I'm oh, it's the, the sweetest thing. Is. Yeah, the sweetest thing. We watched that. Did we watch yeah. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? Maybe I just watched. How oh, to lose she's writing an article. Days. Yes, I did like that. Okay, I, I was like, did I just watch that on my own? It has no, Hahn it felt in like it. the blueprint for I Carrie Bradshaw yeah. in her mm-hmm. column. I was a Sex in the City gay, so I <laughs> I did enjoy that movie. <laughs> I really like that one. That's a really good one. I it's... think that's a good one to suggest. That feels like quintessential that time frame. Yeah, the the I say '90s rom com, and I mean I include those like early 2000s ones. Okay, yeah, there's definitely yeah. a few yeah. that fall that into. Sense. They have that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so haven't seen uh, "You've Got Mail," and I feel like that keeps getting <gasps> suggested to me. You've got mail. Oh yeah, yeah. I just watched that one like this past year. Yeah, I feel like I knew, <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, wow. we yeah, need to I add know. it to the list. <laughs> There was a point uh, in time where my friends were trying to get me to watch all of the Disney movies uh, when I was in high school, Kathleen and Amanda. They uh, um, they were like, oh, you haven't seen the Disney princess movies? And I was like, no, but I love Kingdom Hearts. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> apparently it then became required watching. But We'll work it, on your rom-coms. Yeah. I was um, just actually talking to people this morning mm-hmm. because there's a new, like, a new rom-com that's, like, coming out with Sydney Sweeney and glenn yeah. powell and it's getting a lot of press and i'm very yeah. excited for it i feel like it has they have really good chemistry it's yeah. rated r like, right it's yeah. rated r yeah and everyone was freaking out about it and i've been on like a tirade because i've been like when harry met sally is rated r love actually is rated r uh i was looking these up the others because i'm uh annoying but um pretty woman is rated r there's oh, like I so many movies that it's like it just it doesn't mean what you guys think it means but also if it means what you think it means that can it means they get to say like fuck once yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> um, um yeah but we were i was ranking rom-coms this morning with some friends in our group chat you're always ranking things in the group chat i i love it i love a top five <laughs> truly um Allison, was there anything else you wanted to add about Forget Me Not before we let you go about your your the rest of your night? No, I don't think so. It was nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. We try to make it a you know comfy experience. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Of course. Um, all right. So today we've been talking to Allison Derek about Forget Me Not, their book that just came out on April 4th. And thank you so much for sitting and chatting with us. My name is Brendan Patrick. We have Sophie Green with us. And we also had Allison Derrick. And you've been listening to the Superlip Podcast. Yay. Outro music. Yeah. (laughs) 